Today on the Marshall Pruitt Podcast, we have your day at Indy, just finished Saturday's run for the poll, kind of, sort of, setting the group that will be able to go into Sunday and vie for the top nine positions, set the rest of the field in place. Ryan Hunter Ray, we're going to say thanks to Cooper Tires, the Justice Brothers, TorontoMotorsports.com, and Bell Racing Helmets USA. And then we're going to talk about you, the number 28 and ready Autosport Honda, the beautiful DHL machine. P2 today, 231.330 average. Andretti Autosport, one, two, three, four. I don't even have a good question to open with. Let's just talk about, holy crap, you guys flexed today pretty hard. Yeah, it was a great job by the whole team for sure. Uh, you know, for Andretti Autosport to have, like you said, the top four locked out, it's pretty impressive. I don't think even we expected that coming in. Honda's done a great job, um, you know, mastering, I think, getting this nailed down with the higher boost level. Um, but, yeah, yesterday, you know, Fast Friday, first run of the day, totally surprised me with the 232 plus uh run and then the rest of the day we just kind of lost that that big hit on the first lap that big speed so i wasn't i wasn't sure what i was going to get on this first one uh today and yeah it was the only run we needed it was fast i thought it was going to be good enough to stick up there but uh marco put in that that smoker first lap so good job to him and uh good job to the whole andretti team and and honda it's it's definitely impressive now we got to go out and and rethink it and do it again tomorrow go faster Let's talk a little bit of the technical side, Ryan. So we've seen a lot of folks put up holy poo kind of first laps, and then it's all about watching the drop-off from first to second lap, second to third, third to fourth. Obviously watch you and all the other drivers working your weight jacker, anti-roll bars, adjusting your line, doing all the things you can to minimize the drop-off from lap to lap. Share with folks what happens there, why that happens, and how you can work with your race engineer, Ray Gosselin, to hopefully minimize the difference between your first lap speed and last lap speed. Yeah, I think there's three big things there. You know, prior to coming to the event, these guys have been, you know, preparing these cars for months, and it's all about that straight line speed, making the car as slippery through the air as possible, mechanically reducing as much uh, rolling friction as possible. So those things all come before we get here. And then once we get here, we're trying to maximize the mechanical side of it, um, I think, which which also leads to the lack or or um, you know to the to the degradation side of it, to the lack of deg for us um, is that mechanical grip. And then you're wondering, well, we can we can trim the car and go fast on that first lap, but we're going to be dealing with more sliding, less downforce through the run, and um, then you're going to have more deg. So it, it, we've seen the big big lap work on lap one to offset some of the slower laps later, but. It, the bleeding has to stop at some point. Um, so it's a matter of getting the right setup on the car and then, and then trying to get this downforce drag equation right. Um, you know, around Indianapolis, if you're sliding the car, you know, if you have understeer, you're sliding the front. But if, you have, if you're light on downforce, you're actually sliding the rear, and that's slower as well. So you've got to be very cognizant of, of that balance and, and trying to get it right. So what is the, the mindset here going into this evening's engineering all-team engineering meeting, and then tomorrow. Is this something where you guys are going to get, you know, no sleep kind of thing, trying to gun for the pole? Or is there a sense of we're in the fast nine, we know we're going to be in the first three rows, maybe we don't go too nuts? Just curious how far you tip the, the effort and focus on 
fast nine versus maybe getting the car ready to roll out for uh, race day practice Sunday afternoon. Yeah, we're all fully focused on Fast 9 right now. I mean, that's the job at hand. Uh, we're going to give it everything we have, each and every car. I mean, we're going to work together and figure out what, uh, what strengths we're on each car and try and apply it, um, trying to figure out if we're going to practice in the morning or not. Uh, the wind's supposed to be a little bit different tomorrow, so you have that. You know, once the wind picks up over, you know, 8, 9, 10 miles an hour, this place becomes a different racetrack. So I think we're going to have some driving tomorrow on that side of it. Um, so we'll see, but yeah, there's there, we're we're gonna rework some things, but we're not we're not reinventing the wheel tonight. We've got fast race cars; you don't want to blow the thing apart, um, you know. So we just got to be smart about it, put this thing in line, and um, and hopefully put up that big number. Uh, and 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 you know, lack of deg like uh, like we had today was was absolutely key. Uh, but I think yeah, I think conditions might be a bit of a factor tomorrow. Two other things come to mind, Ryan, to discuss before we let you go. So Andretti Autosport has not had the start to the year anyone expected, right? You've run very competitively at times, but you, that damn cartoon anvil has shown up more often than we want. Uh, Rossi has run competitively at times, but again, haven't had that first win this year, haven't had that first poll yet. Tell us about at least things so far at Indy looking a little bit more familiar it feels like you guys are back to where you expected to be is there any sense of like okay maybe we're back on track to what 2020 was supposed to be for us yeah i mean that's the thing the pace has been there right like in texas we qualified really well and then we had the electrical issue that put both alex and i lapped down on that deal and then um, you know at indy you know at the gp we had a pit equipment uh issue on a stop that dropped us down to 22nd and then uh our first finish race we we finished was road america uh and then got dumped the next day and iowa was a was a mess um you know so it's it feels like it ha- we just start stop start stop and uh we haven't really got moving but the absolutely the pace has been there and um i think that's the case for the whole team um you know for most of us at least that uh i think it's promising it's in there we just need to execute get everything done so um job as usual, um, you know, we're focusing on the next thing, which is the fast nine. Once we get through that, we've really got to work on the race car. It's going to be hard to pass. I think you've heard a few drivers say that, and they're not lying. It's definitely uh, hard to come by a pass, especially once the tires get to half-life and beyond. Let's close on team, Ryan. So with you guys having 914 cars in this year's race, uh, you've got our pal Hinchback, right? So that's awesome. You've yeah. got uh, the Meyer Shank racing entry with Jack Harvey back in the family. He got his start uh, back in what 2017, I think, as part of the Andretti family at Indy. But you've got these these couple of knuckleheads joining in, bolstering your overall Indy 500 knowledge base. Tell me about this group and how you all draw from one another, and how this wacky Canadian and wacky British guy maybe add to the flavor a little bit in a positive capacity as well. Yeah, well, James obviously has been, uh, you know, a great teammate in the past, and he's been a, a part of Andretti Autosports, so that was kind of, um, that was an easy transition, and, and he's hit the ground running right away as we expected it, so it's great to have Hinch back. Jack's done a great job, uh, you know, the whole team himself picked up their, uh, uh, you know, the A game, I think, end of last season into this one, so they're they're right there um, doing a great job, and yeah, it's a big team, but all the drivers, you know, work together, there's really no 
there's no issues on communication or anything like that. So it's just a lot of information that you want that you need to pick from, which is a good problem to have at times. You know, you've got a lot of different uh, channels of data to, to sort through, but it can be a bit overwhelming at times. So we like to uh, summarize it at the end of the day, especially at Indy, just kind of get our heads together and figure out who's got what and try and uh, put our best foot forward the next day. Always like to focus uh, on the charitable efforts that you and the good folks that you work with at Racing for Cancer are doing. Have to imagine that some of the traditional things you do in and around the Indy 500 for fundraising, galas, and whatnot, probably not the norm here with a pandemic. But tell us about what you're still able to do or hoping to plan for the rest of the year, fundraisers for Racing for Cancer, and how folks could, if they felt compelled, make some donations and help in your quest to fund cancer research. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I appreciate your support. Racing for Cancer, obviously, a, a cause that's, um, you know, really important to me and, and to so many others like yourself. Uh, yeah, this is one of our biggest events, was going to be one of our biggest events, was Carb Day Carding, um, and we're unable to do that, just like many other things have been canceled or postponed, but uh, we all move on and appreciate all the support from everyone. You know, we'll have uh, giveaways here and there, and we're, we're, we're trying to plan some things for after the season for a big Racing for Cancer event. But in the meantime, um, big thanks to yourself, Marshall Pruitt Podcast, and uh, Toronto Motorsports for for coming up, you know, with the Cartoon Anvil stuff and, uh, you know, all the gear and the, and the decals. And we've got another round of that, I think, maybe coming up. So stay tuned. We'll put our heads together and uh, put some stuff out there. Hope that tomorrow is all kinds of awesome for you and the team. And it's been a crazy year, man. There's only one Chevy in the Fast 9. None of them are Penske's. The one that's there, he's a rookie driving for Ed Carpenter. I, I don't it's even know wild. what to make of this year. Uh, I, I, 2020, man. It's nuts. I give up. I absolutely give up. Congrats again on what looks like a pretty strong month so far, and we'll look forward to speaking soon. All right. Thanks, Marshall. Appreciate it, buddy. Next on the day at Indy, we have a Spaniard who is quick like a bunny. He's also a rookie. His name, Alex Pelot, the Dale Coin Racing with Team Go, number 55 Honda. Sorry you had such a terrible day, your first day of qualifying for the Indy 500, Alex. I mean, you only uh, only managed seventh in to get into the Fast 9, so I'm sure you're really depressed. Well, hello, Marshall. Thank you so much for calling me. And I have to say I had a great day here in <laughs> IMS. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, I'm just so happy. It's been it's been fantastic since we started here in Indianapolis, um, and we made it to Fast Nine, which is crazy. I think it's crazy for a rookie. Um, it's crazy for all the team. I think we are we at the end of the day we are a great team, but we we are a small team. We have to keep that in mind. And man, all the crew worked worked so much. Um, they. They've been telling me that they were working on my Speedway car since January. Like, oh, yeah, we, we're starting to work on your Speedway car. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. It's, it's still, we still have time. And, man, they gave me such a great car that, um, yeah, I can't thank them enough. What kind of expectations did you, Dale Coyne, your race engineer, Eric Cowden, who is all kinds of awesome, Terry Brown, team manager, when you all are coming out of yesterday, Fast Friday, where you did well as well, what kind of conversations are you having in terms of goals or hopes for today 
and no disrespect, but part of me thinks it might not have been seventh frickin' place. <laughs> um, yeah, so we had a really good three days, but obviously it's practice. You have draft. You don't know what people is doing, if they are sandbagging, if they are not. If you have, um, yeah, you don't know until it's game time. Um, so, yeah, we were happy because I was super comfortable with the car. So that's always uh, the first thing you have to do when you're uh, at the speedway. Um, and then we were just like, okay, so if we have a good car like we had um, on Fast Friday, we will maybe be able to fight for top 15, top 10 if it's like a dream. Um, so, yeah, let's just try to, to get the car working. And we'll see where we end up. So we had like no goal um, because at the end of the day, this is Indy 500 and there's like eight Indy 500 champions here. Um, there's a lot of great drivers with great cars. So um, at the end of the day, until the last lap, you don't know um, what are you capable of doing. Um, so, yeah, super pleased with what we did. I think everybody's super happy now. Tell us what it was like, Alex, pulling, sitting in the box the uh the top of or bottom of pit lane waiting to go out for your qualifying run tell me about that experience because you hear from drivers even the veterans where they say it's such a special and private experience you're strapped into the car commuting communicating maybe with your crew chief and such but there's a lot of unknown awaiting you on those two warm-up laps and those four laps at speed firing into turn one at 235 plus miles an hour on that first flying lap. Tell us about that experience. I bet it was special. Yeah, that was super special. And that was scary at the same moment, just because you are seat um, in your car strapped. Um, You're talking with your engineer, but not too much because you need, you want to be concentrated. Um, and then there's cars flying past and you can hear them. You can see them for like, half a second that they're going uh, into turn one and you're like, oh my God, I, I don't know uh, what's going what's gonna to happen because uh, it's been almost like 24 hours since you tested the car for the last time in Fast Friday. And then you have to go for qualifying and, and the engineer tells you like, okay, the car is going to be the same as tomorrow. Just go flat into turn one. And you're like, oh my God, I don't know if it's, that's a good idea. <laughs> so... <laughs> So yeah, I just I just uh, I was just listening at at my guys, um, and I just did what they told me, and it worked out. So <laughs> I was I was lucky, but yeah, it's a really special moment. At the end of the day, um, there's only one uh, year and only one qualifying where you're gonna be a rookie. Um, so it's really really special. I love how much you love this. I mean, your enthusiasm. Uh, it's just so infectious. So Alex, last couple of questions for you before I ask about tomorrow and mindset of going into the fast nine, were you able to speak with Fernando Alonso at all? Because again, I'm just thinking out loud for IndyCar fans, racing fans following in from your home country, there might be of the two Spaniards qualifying, there might be one that they're looking to first <laughs> and then another one that they're looking to second you yeah. qualified seventh or you're in the fast nine seventh fasted time fernando 26th um uh, i don't know if that's awkward or not but 
what is that like for you? Um, so first thing, I, I didn't speak with him just because he has like 10 people around when he walks and it's like, okay, sorry, like I'm not even going to look like <laughs> he's not like all the other drivers. Like yesterday I was at the motorhome having dinner. Will Power was there, which I'm a super big fan of Will. And he was like, hey, Alex, how was your day? And I was like, are you talking to me? Like, really? Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. So it's it's super special and and it's always really good to be ahead of Fernando um, just because hopefully then some of the Spanish uh, fans, they're going to be able to see some news about me, which I'll doubt. I didn't see any yet. So, yeah, let's let's wait. Let's see. But um, it's always good that Fernando's here. It's good for all the drivers. It's good for all the teams and for the championship. Last question for you here. So what is the mindset going into tomorrow? I spoke with Ryan hunter Ray uh, here just before we had our conversation. Now, Alex, and he said for them, they're all about going for the pole tomorrow. Is that the mindset you think your Dale Coin Racing with Team Go uh, entry will be going after? Or will you be saying, hey, we're going to be in the top nine no matter what. Maybe we put more emphasis on having the best day running and practice in race trim once qualifying is over. No, qualifying is first. Like Qualifying is tomorrow. It's true that after that we have practice, but... Um, we got a, We have the opportunity to fight for the pole, so we have to fight for the pole. You don't know how many years or how many times you're going to be able to do that. So we're going to go and try to go for the pole, which I already know it's like super difficult. Um, we saw the Andretti cars, they are super fast. Um, I think especially Marco and Ryan, they are awesomely quick. Like, yeah, they are amazing. So... Being in the first row um, would be um, like a win for us, I think. And and I want that photo that they do with the first row um, before the race. So uh, we'll try to go for that. Can't wait to see how things end up in the Fast 9. I have a feeling we're going to be talking again before uh, the event is over, if not after the event. So congratulations, Alex, seriously on making darn sure people know that you are in the Indy 500 and playing with some pretty, pretty serious heavy hitters in the Fast 9. So cannot wait for Sunday to get here to see how your event continues to go. Yeah, thank you so much, Marshall. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And and I hope I can talk to you tomorrow again, which means that we're going to have a really good result. So, yeah, thank you, everybody. We're going to close our day at Indy Offerings for Saturday with the fastest rookie so far, that being Renus VK, the number 21 Ed Carpenter Racing Chevy. Renus, telling you, man, when folks like me and other reporters were trying to predict who might be in the fast nine to go on to try and claim pole position tomorrow on Sunday, got to admit, you weren't the first name on our tongues. How does it feel to go out there and make a great statement? Yeah, it feels it feels amazing. Um, yeah, the car was just so strong this morning, and um, yeah, we just had done enough with our with our single run. Um, I didn't even have to have to change anything on the bars or anything. 
to uh, yeah to change the balance or anything. It was just perfect all the way through. And um, I was kind of lucky with the draw um, while it was still kind of cold out. Um, that might have helped a little bit, but yeah, fastest uh, Chevy out there. That's uh, that's just amazing. So on that topic, your team owner, Ed Carpenter, he's someone we always look to for pole position, fast nine for sure. Connor Daly as well. We know how fast he is on ovals. Maybe share with folks not only how the, the time of day that you ran was a positive thing, but also how, you know, frankly, just because one car is fast in a team, it's not automatic the others will be fast because the three of you in particular have your own desires and needs for handling and such, which means you're never going to have three cars that are set up 100% identical. No, of course. Um, we The setups are pretty close, but um, everyone kind of changes, um, yeah, just gives their feedback on how they feel. And I think uh, we we made the, the, the best steps, and my engineer met Barnes and I. And, of course, also every driver has a different driving style. So you can have the same uh, car setup, but it might not even work that well because um, every driver just has a different way of turning in or opening the hands. So, yeah, those uh, those guys, Ed and Connor, were struggling a little um, this morning when it was still colder. But um, I've seen them make big improvements uh, in their second run. So I know it's not as good as they wanted everything to be, but... Um, I think they they have to be satisfied with the, the car balance after all. Had a pretty strange thing happen today, Renus, where you are the number one hope for Chevrolet, a very proud, proud organization, to go for pole tomorrow. Obviously, you'd love to have your Ed Carpenter Racing teammates there uh, to have all three, say, on the front row. Does that register with you at all the fact that you are the one driver from the chevrolet camp with the possibility of going for pole tomorrow or do you just put that out of mind um well of course it's in my mind um it's something uh, quite important but i'm just gonna do my very best i can and the team is working super hard to get the car even quicker overnight so we're just gonna drive and um Every other car out there is another is another rival, so um, we just have to make sure we stay ahead of them for uh, for tomorrow. You know, I've got one other line of questioning for you, and that is, you've been busy today, obviously, trying to go as quickly as you can. Been talking back and forth, usually through social media, with a couple of countrymen of yours from Holland, uh, Jaron Demendal and Peter Nutt, for example. I mean, they're loving everything you're doing. Know you got your head stuck in being an IndyCar driver, first Indy 500. Share some insights, though, of the the love you're getting from home, that, that orange wave of support coming through. I have to believe you're feeling that already. Yeah, if I open my, my uh, social media, my Instagram, my Twitter, it was a big explosion in my phone. So many kind words from everyone at home, uh, everyone in the Netherlands. And uh, yeah, just 
proud Dutch people. Um, that's what you get when uh, when you put the Netherlands on the map in in the United States. So yeah, it's it's great to see everyone so happy. And uh, of course, it's only a start. We have Fast Nine tomorrow, and the real thing, the 500 next week. So we're not there yet, but um, a good start is always uh, is always great. And yeah, those those people in the Netherlands is just great that they're following me. Imikar wasn't so big in the Netherlands uh, a little few few months ago, but um, yeah, the popularity is just going up really quickly there. So yeah, I feel good um, that it's kind of my job to make uh, to make Imikar trending in the Netherlands. Well, congratulations on making everybody in the field stand up and pay attention to your talent in performance today. And boy, uh, cannot wait to see what's coming tomorrow in the Fast 9 and then race day as well. So really, really happy to see how well things are going for you, Renus. And we're going to keep watching the story, keep seeing more impressive things coming from you. Yeah, thank you. I'm uh, really looking forward to it.